Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 43 of Relating to DevSecOps, where we explore the development, security, and operational issues of today so that we can solve real-world software security problems with people that face them. My name is Ken Toller. I'm your host, and I'm joined again by my co-host, Mike McCabe. How's it going, Mike? Things are good. Coming back from two weeks of vacation, so can't complain too much about that, except for I'm back at work. I'll complain about that. Relaxed and ready. Yeah, I think, um, you know... It's good. It's been cold here. You know, I'm, I'm based on the East Coast in New York. And uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been very cold, um, which actually is it's a good it's a good uh, good segue into our topic today. Um, you know, we were we Mike and I were talking about the blockchain stuff, software security, DevSecOps, how it all fits together. And uh, and I've been uh, I had I was fortunate enough to go to the Solana Miami conference in Miami, hence the name. Ha <laughs> Uh, and so I was, uh, I was chatting with, with Mike about this and, uh, I was like, Mike had a bunch of questions. We figured we hit the record button and, uh, and use that as, as today's episode. I got the shirt on, you know, conference swag ready to go. So I'm in the spirit, um, channeling the warm weather of, of Miami. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about that today and talk about blockchain and security and just different perspectives and how, how it all played out at the conference. Um, so, so Mike, I think you're playing interviewer today. How do yeah. you feel about that? Pretty good. It means you have to do all the talking. Um, but yeah, I was curious. I mean, when we talked about it, it sounded like it wasn't your typical conference and there was a little different vibe, different setup structure to it. So can you talk about kind of what this conference was all about? Yeah. It's an interesting word choice because the, like the tagline was, uh, was vibe mint build. Uh, which <laughs> is pretty, pretty, pretty good, good, man. Yeah, no, it's, um, it was, it was crazy. Uh, it was, it was, it was pretty wild. I, you know, it was, it was basically like a big party. Um, that's Miami and yeah, it, it had that, it had a very Miami, uh, vibe to it. I mean, I, I did it. I was able to attend one of the Solana hacker houses in New York and that was very much like build oriented. Uh, it always feels a bit EDM, you know, in the Solana community. <laughs> so it's it's pretty, but it's pretty cool. I mean, there are some really talented folks. They have a bunch of monitors sort of set out. It's very much a, it's it's geared towards building. It's geared towards gathering teams together. So they're, uh, in this particular one, uh, it was a bunch of like, it was set up in this arcade. They had kind of taken the entire like bumper cars arena and like laser tag arena and turned it into this, um, like builder space, hacker space type of place where teams could just come in, bring their project, interact with other builders and, uh, and talk to each other. And it was, it was really cool to see that as you describe it, that vibe. Um, and so it was, it was kind of like an entire conference geared towards like uh, hallway con, you know, yeah. uh, at any security conference. And the focus on talks wasn't very heavy. I didn't feel like there were talks that were going on. There were two stages, um, but and and there were really crazy um, like uh, things happening. You know, sports betting and gaming and just you know what is happening in cryptocurrency and all that. And it was really interesting to watch that play out. Just the ideas that are coming out in the space, uh, especially like in in the creative space and. Um, you know, musicians, it's like, it's, it's a really kind of 
bizarre and fun environment where technical contributors and like creators and um, startup vibes all come together. It's really exciting space. Uh, I can see why there's a lot of folks attracted to that. Um, it's it's kind of like an entire community built out of <laughs> what what we felt at the in the startup culture back in like 2012, 2010, 2012. I won't mention any company names, but I mean, go through our history, you'll you'll figure that out. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was fun, very much, very very fun, um, and a different vibe from conferences that I've been at before and and sort of get-togethers like that. It was uh, very much geared towards networking, um, great events, uh, really interesting people to talk to on the technical side and just the idea and creative side. So uh, it was a good time. Yeah, pretty uh, cool. It's interesting that they, yeah, it's it's cool that they structured it in a different way versus just like sit here and listen to people talk about Solana or talk about, you know, blockchain stuff. So it's kind of cool. They focused it more on actually like building stuff um, and bringing folks in and make it more of a collaborative kind of conference than just a listen to people talk kind of conference. Yeah, it's uh, because there were, there was some content around what's happening with the Solana core ecosystem. Um, but there were a lot of folks talking about industry verticals, you know, and it felt very much like, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't been to any of the other, like many of the industry conferences outside of security, but I feel like in security, our conferences are very much geared towards security in all industries. Um, and so it's very much about the security and not necessarily about the industry. And there are some, you know, tracks for industry and stuff in some of the more corporate enterprise ones. But it was very interesting to see sort of that industry specific focus in a conference. Um, and I say industry, but it's more like project type, right? DeFi, uh, yeah. the creative art space, uh, gaming, things of that nature. So that that was really interesting to watch and see. Um, really appreciated that. And, and it and it gives you a different perspective. It kind of makes you think about security in that way. Yeah, how security applies all those different different places that people are going to apply blockchain to or Solana to, smart contracts, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so how much of it actually was about security? Was there much of a conversation about that or people talking about you know, like recent events, things that had happened on different blockchains, different wallets, all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, the conversation on security was more, I feel like we had a lot of conversations around security because we were there to essentially um, talk about security and uh, yeah. interact with That's these folks. Yeah, and so, um, and talk about our approach and, and what that looks like and meet other security um, players in the space and talk about what we can do as a community to help security in the space and all that. So there was... There was that. Um, but I think that as far as is security a central topic? Not really. I mean, it is always an under, it's kind of an undercurrent of security in all of the cryptocurrency and blockchain space. Um, and there's an awareness of it. We, you know, I think we talked about this a bit, right? I've, I've definitely said this on a podcast or mentioned it to someone, but there, there, there is a, a healthy awareness of security in blockchain and crypto, cryptocurrency for uh, 
uh, folks that are calling me out on that online. Uh, <laughs> when you're talking about cryptocurrency, not necessarily cryptography, um, but the the yeah, there's there's kind of this awareness of it, but also not ignorance in a bad way, but just like we we don't really you know the, the space doesn't really know what type of security to implement or what to do because a lot of these organizations aren't mature in that in that space or aren't thinking about it in that way or they're too small it's kind of i mean imagine having an, a, an incredible amount of funding and being two people and you are the ceo the 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 cto the pm everything and and the only thing that is different is that you know you have this really heavy security requirement in your head but you're still trying to fill that functional goal. So okay. it's it's like you have this awareness, you know it needs to be done, you're reaching out to auditors, you're asking, hey, I need an audit. Um, and so I think that that mentality carries over. And so the good thing about that is that it's very easy to talk to people about security and get your ideas out there. And they and it you can, like people listen to you as opposed to having this adversarial relationship with the development team. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a central... I don't think it's a central topic yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we're we're getting at, there. I think it's coming, coming that way. Yeah. If I was that CEO, I think the first thing I'd do if I had a large amount of investing is definitely a ball pit. And then the second thing would be a ball pit cleaner because those are, those two things go hand in hand. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And maybe like a lock on the ball pit so people can't get in after hours and things yeah. like that. You got to get yeah. the security on the ball pit. Yeah. It's, you have to regulate that. It's essential. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, if you're a startup, most startups have money that they, you know, they get to spend on things, but they're not generally managing tens of millions of dollars. But in the blockchain world, cryptocurrency world, like if you're doing decently well, you're, you could be managing billions of dollars worth of, maybe you're not managing, but you, you know, you're providing the guidance strategy, whatever for the chain that you're, that you're, you know, um, helping to develop. So yeah, it's kind of crazy to think of these small groups that are responsible for kind of leading these things and they don't have a, a CSO. They don't have a, you know, a set of regulations they can just follow to, to get this stuff figured out. So it is kind of a wild, wild west. It seems like based on what you've said before that, uh, still figuring a lot of things out. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an incredible space with a lot of opportunity for, uh, generating, revenue and cash to and like funding whether that's a vc or you know somebody uh, like a you know initial offering or nfts or you know a, a launch um there's a lot of ways to generate revenue independently of just getting someone to invest um like a, like a vc to invest or like us having a single or an angel investor so it's it's like that changes the game entirely uh, for funding these organizations and these projects. And even if you're not talking about tens of millions, you might be talking about like, I mean, a significant amount of money just generated from people believing in what you're trying to do. So, I mean, think about like, if you look at it in this way, how many security tools the security community, you know, creates just because there's a need. And then you look at the cryptocurrency space and there's maybe not a need, or maybe there's just something somebody wants to do. They have the ability to generate revenue out of that. Artists, as an example, I mean, one of the big, one of the talks I was able to attend was talking about how creatives can can generate revenue off of the things that they are, that they are um, 
creating or doing. And a lot of it is visual and graphic. And so that kind of thing is, um, is certainly, uh, like a, a new way for artists to get money for the things that they do. And so, you know, you even, t- there's a technical aspect of that, that that needs to be evaluated potentially. And so it's, it's, um, yeah, it's like super interesting to watch how that all unfolds and to see that this connection between, um, creatives and technical folks like that it's so close you know it's it seems like in most most of well, most of my interactions the gap between like the graphic designer and security is really small but here it's like you're kind of part of the same conversation which is mm-hmm. what we've been talking about you know when we talk about threat modeling like getting people in the room stakeholders of the product and things like that so it it really pushes these things together and makes makes it almost easier to have those conversations around design and what people need and UI and UX and um, and the security of that. And that's a really healthy or a potentially healthy relationship between security and the and the users of the product or the creators of the product. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So what uh, what in this conference or kind of the conversations you had did you think, you know, would would start affecting kind of the overall security community. Like what do you see coming out of these groups or these organizations that you think like security folks need to know about over the next couple of years? Um, I think that there is a, uh, we've talked about it a little bit before, but there's a gap in like security knowledge uh, just in general for the platforms that folks are building on or even the chains that people are building on because everything is so new. So, you know, development, and maturity always comes first and security kind of comes a bit after because we're, we're always late to the game. We've talked about that. Um, and I, I would say that what folks need to keep a, an eye out for is um, the same thing that we see in every small development team, which is there are there is an incredible amount of speed to this whole thing. And so engineers are very concerned about security, but moving incredibly fast. Some of these projects are being launched in weeks, you know, from start to finish. And so I think we need to be on the look, we need to be on the front lines of it, you know, like shifting our focus for bug bounties and code reviews and, um, and looking at these projects and helping these organizations uh, as as we can. And there's a lot of opportunity there for especially application security folks to go in and review this stuff. And we should start learning these new languages or new programming models that are coming out uh, because we'll need to apply a lot of what we're talking about already to, to these things. Also in the industries, I think one of the one of the incredible things that I've been thinking about is like gaming gaming on blockchain is really hot right now talking about how to do gaming on blockchain and all that and so there's this same uh issue that we've seen with DeFi, where like in DeFi we have this this major shift right where um you go from uh like there's a DeFi project that DeFi project is um there there's like this uh understanding of DeFi in general. And then folks that are coming from finance might bring some of the security um, knowledge from that 
from their traditional finance days into DeFi. And so as new, as new verticals or industries come about, it's really helpful to bring folks from those industries into blockchain. So if you're, if you're working on gaming security right now, um, and you come from one of those firms that have a healthy application security program, again, no names, but there are some folks with some famous security uh, people inside of these like gaming industries that are doing great application security work. There is a there is a very light lift for you from gaming to gaming on blockchain. And on the blockchain side, it seems like there is a, a really large concern right now in early development of the product on the blockchain and crypto side, but not necessarily on the traditional gaming side. So these these organizations that are doing gaming on the blockchain may not have a security team, whereas like gaming anywhere else is like table stakes. Does that make sense? I know I talked yeah. around a little bit because I had yeah. a dog visitor, right? You saw him <laughs> just come by and like hang out with me. Yeah, so I, had, I was through. trying to, yeah, I was trying to get all my thoughts together while that was happening. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think most people, most organizations would think if we just have one platform, a gaming system, betting system, web commerce, whatever, like we want to make sure we have all that secure, much less, oh yeah, we actually manage the entire financial system on the back end, or at least have like deep integration with it. Like if you use Stripe or, you know, Braintree back in the day, it's like you integrate some JavaScript and you're like done with your dealing with credit cards. But these days with blockchain, there's much more, much more integration if you own everything end to end. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of responsibility for these companies, I'd assume. Yeah. And, and so you're like, again, you kind of went back to the, the finance part and you're right. And that's, that's, I think easier to see because there is, there's, well, this is in my own head, right? So I'm, you know, I'm sure I'm going to get like fireballed for this, but, um, there is, to me, it's like now that the industry is kind of expand, now that blockchain and crypto is expanding into these other industry verticals, like gaming, like I mean, I'll say expanding into art, but we think about art. Um, you think about real estate. You think about um, health, maybe in the future, or or something along those lines. There are uh, professionals in security where, like, if you talk about health, you know, you have to even if you're application security, you're probably pretty familiar with HIPAA and common practices and ways to control and protect health data. If you're in gaming, you're probably very familiar with. Uh, folks trying to bot or trying to, um, you know, create some sort of uh, cheats and you're, you're familiar with banning and social interactions and controlling like the social footprint of things and in-game currencies and all that kind of stuff. And so there's these not specialties, but particular areas where you have to understand your industry in order to, in order to be really great at what you do. And so in, in the blockchain space, it's like blockchain and cryptocurrency is seen as an industry right now, but it's starting to become very much just a, um, another thing that, that an industry is entering. So when you bring gaming onto the blockchain, you still have all that social stuff, the bots, the scammers, you know, folks that are looking to game your game, your game are still going to be a thing for you to think through. And now you add a bit, uh, you have this entire layer of complexity around blockchain where it's like, think about it this way. Like you go, you're, you're playing Call of Duty and 
Call of Duty has some big bug that happens and they're like, and you went to buy one of your packages and it just, you know, blew up and you can't have, you get, can't get access to that content or it's glitched or something like that. You know, Call of Duty, they just print Call of Duty coins. They reward everybody with like a thousand Call of Duty coins. They're like, yeah, sorry for the mistake. Um, you know, we're here, here you go. You're good. And people are upset or whatever. Now, if you take that into the cryptocurrency space, it's like you can't really do that. Now it's actual currency. You know, it's it has value. Yeah. There's a real economy behind it. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> you think about these games that are economically driven. So uh, there's like massive online, you know, multiplayers where there are these um, fake economies where, you know, I'll, I'll buy coal on this planet and I'll sell it over here on this other planet. And, you know, you have fun doing that. Now that's all sort of like potentially real economies that you're generating inside of these games. And so how, how secure those have to be are, um, the, the stakes are a bit higher and you don't necessarily have all of the logging monitoring tools that you used to have and as an organization you no longer necessarily might depending on how you structure it but you may not have that control so thinking through those problems changes the threat bottle for similar types of games when we're talking about taking those games and moving them to the blockchain so those questions are incredibly interesting to talk to people about um, and incredibly interesting for security professionals because it takes something that's familiar and makes it uh, interesting again because you're like oh yeah you know we can't really do it that way um so i i love that you know just uh working through that yeah definitely what was kind of the, the big thing that you learned from the conference your takeaway my takeaway is that there's like uh, a ton to learn yeah. <laughs> you know um just the the amount that you have to take in, you know, in Solana alone, you know, it's only been around for, I mean, it's, it's, it's under a decade. I think it's something like five years, six years, something like that. And so there's a lot of catching up to do for folks coming into it, but it's also super young. So there's also a lot of work to be done. Um, and I think that the cool part of it is that everyone is learning in the space. Like there aren't really a lot of experts in a particular chain that is novel and new. And even if they are experts, the the landscape changes so fast that you know you kind of it's you have to keep up. So for me, it really reinvigorates the whole keeping up with security, uh, you know, muscle and exercises that for me. Um, so uh, my takeaway is that one, uh, there are a lot of givers in the community, right? There are a lot of folks that are willing to talk to you, help you work with you. If you're into the space and you, and you take it on to yourself to become knowledgeable about it, like there's, there's a lot to learn and a lot of folks that will help you learn. Um, there's also a lot of, um, there are a lot of just immature projects and engineering teams, not immature in the sense that they are not great developers because these, a lot of these folks that we've, we've met, especially these conferences are incredible. Um, but they're, the teams are just super small. They don't have the infrastructure or the, um, yeah, the, the, the practices, the, the methods to maintain good developer hygiene. And so I think that on a young team that is really good, 
and keeps all that stuff in mind, it's probably those things probably aren't going to manifest as as much as when those teams grow, junior people come in, make mistakes, and you don't have those standards and things in place. Just like any startup, as as things scale, it becomes harder and harder to maintain the quality of the product. Um, and in such a demanding space where talent is short, it be, you know that is it's it the the problem is expanded and it, and and just um, it's just kind of wild. So it's it's like it's kind of like a new uh, dot com almost, you know. And so, will this will this one burst? We don't know. Uh, yeah, that's, that's talk to me at a, at a later date. Yeah. So how how could security folks who are interested in this kind of get involved? Like, do you think these projects are open to you know people kind of contributing to the security of the project uh, outside of you know paid engagements outside of just consulting? But if someone's just interested in security, they do application security, they do you know whatever. Um, how could they get involved in some of these things and learn more and maybe uh, contribute to some of these communities? Totally. Um, for, well, there's, there's a couple of avenues. One, a lot of them are open source, especially projects that have been established for a while. So you can jump in at any time, do some code review, get into it, build it, work with it, fork it, you know, do what you need to do to, to get up to speed. Um, and you can go at it that way through bug bounties. Um, if you're just interested in the space, these events are happening all over the world and all over the states, especially in the Solana ecosystem. And so if you if you go to these, it's gonna be easier for you to interact with engineers working on things that may not be open source because they're new and they're actually looking for talent. Uh, there's job boards, just like you would find at a security conference. Folks are looking for security people. Um, so it's it, that's a good way to just get involved and see if something you're into, you know? May not be into it, who knows? Um, but uh, as things begin to open up a little bit uh, in your cities, as folks you know become more and more comfortable going and attending these things uh, remotely or in person, it's a really good way to interact and see if it's something that you're interested in. And I've I haven't I found that most people are very happy to talk about what they're doing and very happy to listen to you and talk to you. So if you have questions, it's a it's a good place to go and and learn. Uh, so just get it, you know, just like we t say in security, embedding yourself, you know, write a blog post, uh, start going, you know, uh, reading and writing and developing and getting your hands into it, uh, just like anything else we talk about in security. Um, and then lastly, uh, if you if you're like interested in doing application security work, you know, work on, you know, put your name out there for a security firm or submit a bug bounty or go to some of these things like uh, Munio and, and find a bug bounty to work on and just contribute to the project just like you would on any other security project. It's uh, pretty easy to get involved that way. Cool. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it sounds like it'd be cool for someone who's been in security just to go to this conference and learn more about a kind of a different, completely different world than what we're used to working in if we're at startups or at enterprises or whatever we work at, you know, kind of day to day. So it'd be cool to go just to see a completely different kind of tech world than what we're used to. Yeah, totally. And and like it's it's hard to talk about things like DevSecOps and software security maturity at, at these conferences. Not that people aren't willing to listen, but it's like not the top of the priority list. It's kind of like when we go into organizations and we talk to folks about scanning and uh, we're like, yeah, you, you know, you need to do more than scanning. Like we don't even scan yet. So can we just get that done? 
you know, and you're like, yeah, but that's not the whole thing, you know, and they say, yes, but we're not even doing that yet. So, <laughs> you know, like I just need to start step one. So it's kind of like that, right? You just, it's feeling yeah. all that stuff out. I think it, it's kind of an interesting opportunity though. Cause like you talked about projects trying to get started in two to three weeks. Like you got to go from very little to out the door and it has to be very solid. So I think it actually be an interesting challenge for security folks to be like, what is the bare minimum I need to do? And I can do in a short amount of time to make a big impact on these projects that are, you know, security is very important for, for them if they're handling tons and tons of money. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be an interesting challenge for someone who's like, I've done it all, uh, but now I want to do it 10 times faster than I've ever done it before. And also just yeah. like really be focused on what makes the most impact versus being like, we're going to run Nessus once a week or something like that, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And that stuff's not going to fly. Like the, you know, the cool thing about these organizations is that they want something that's going to add value. So if mm -hmm. you come in and you're like doing the policy wonk thing, you're just going to get laughed out of the room. Um, yeah. They want stuff that is going to be like functional for them. And that's not going to slow them down. Just like any good development team. And they're willing to put in the work to do it for the most part. I wouldn't say all of them are, but a lot of the mature projects, like when we talk, I mean, when we talk, when I say mature, even though we talked about immaturity, but a lot of the folks that are like treating this in a way that I think, um, you and I kind of share on security and software as a partnership and, you know, d doing things for security sake, uh, to make sure that things are robust and, and, uh, and secured in some way. Um, they, they want something that's going to add value. And if it, if they, realize that value uh they're willing to put in the work to get it done and i i think that we have a lot of work to do to get there because there aren't a lot of tools in in chains that are you know novel or new or um not the the main bitcoin and ethereum there's a lot of work being done there and security tooling that we just aren't seeing carry over as swiftly and not to say that there aren't any tools but there's a ton of opportunity in um bring tools to market there. Yeah, that sounds pretty, yeah, pretty interesting. A cool greenfield kind of area to dig into um, as a security person. So yeah, it's like, it's like been lightly seeded, you know, but there's no grass growing. So, uh, you know, yeah, you gotta be the fertilizer. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta bring some, you gotta bring some some good nutrients to the game. I don't know where I'm, I don't know. This is bad. This is bad. I, I went in a bad direction here. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. Um, we hit uh, half an hour and these things always go by fast when we talk about interesting topics, but what, uh, what kind of your final thoughts you want to give people, um, kind of about what you're, what you've learned and what this conference was like and whatever else is on your mind these days. Yeah. I mean, man, final thoughts, get out there, uh, and contribute and get interested in it. It's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it's cool. Like it's one of those things. It's one of the, I think one of the industries where if you, if you're into it, it's easy to have a good time and do cool work. Um, so definitely, definitely, uh, put your, your hat in the ring, start playing with this stuff, you know, like, if even if you think it's ridiculous, you know, buy an NFT, you know, start experimenting with a little bit of money. Some of these newer chains, you know, that are trying to do stuff, it's a lot cheaper to get involved. And so, um, yeah, play around with it and get your hands into it. And, uh, 
uh, I promise you'll know if you like it uh, very quickly. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, that's that's the that's my final thought there. And, and that there's a lot of opportunity in the security market here. I mean, they're ridiculous. So, yeah, sounds like it. Awesome. Well, cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, that wraps it then. Uh, half an hour of uh, Solana conference hacker house talk. Hope you all enjoyed it. Um, Mike, you know, maybe you can join me at one of these things and, uh, and I'll interview you next time about your thoughts and maybe you'll have a completely different perspective and we'll, we'll, uh, debate that. Yeah. We could talk just NFTs. Yeah. I, I see, I see, uh, a, a lot of, um, a lot of bad investments in your future. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you make them. For sure. <laughs> I'm going to get All right. Dorsey's first tweet. There you go. Go for it. I think that's an expensive one, though. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, uh, for, to us ramble on and get distracted and my brain go in a million different directions. Uh, and thanks for tuning in for episode 43. Uh, as always, if you like what you hear, please continue to like and subscribe. If you don't like what you hear, tweet us, message us, email us. You can reach us at R2DSO on Twitter, um, security at R2DSO.com. Uh, or you can just send us a message in the comments and say hello. Uh, and we'll be there to answer you and change content as it matters to you. Also, if you're interested in coming on the podcast, if anything fun to say about DevSecOps or blockchain or crypto, or you disagree with anything that we say, please give us a shout. We'd love to have you on. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.